my spiritual teacher used to say if everything is god's will then why would anyone do anything stupid so to give an example i have a friend he is american he is a frequent flyer once he came to bombay and he we met over dinner and he said that he forgot his most important set of documents in the plane above the chair in the compartment and he said how stupid of me can you imagine after all these years of traveling that i left such an important set of documents and i followed up and they said sir it's not there and he kept saying how foolish could i be how stupid could i be you know and uh, he was very upset so i said look you know i don't think it's a question of you being stupid so he said what do you mean i said something must have happened maybe a co passenger distracted you maybe you were thinking of your girlfriend maybe your blood sugar levels dropped i don't know but my point is something happened by which you didn't remember at that time that okay i have to take this also before i leave so why label it as being stupid so he said of course it's stupid how can it not be stupid i said stupid would be if you purposely left it there and you left the plane even that would be god's will ultimately but don't berate yourself like this because these things happen you know i mean once in a while something like this does happen and yes it seems really unfortunate it reminds me of the time when i was proofreading a book which we were publishing and i had finished the proofreading i was traveling on the eurostar from paris to london and you know we had big suitcases so we were a bit uh stressed about getting out in time and all and i left the book in the uh, pocket seat pocket and i said man i'll have to read this book again <laughs> to proofread it can you imagine that and it was a fat one but that was god's will so the thinking does not take place and the blame does not take place of you know i am stupid how could i do this and likewise it doesn't arise for someone else yes you may say it as a figure of speech that oh how stupid of this guy but deep down you do not consider that as something he has done which is stupid according to your books because you have the understanding that it is what it is based on the others conditioning and genes they acted in a certain way and that's the way it was meant to be so you may say stupid out of just a knee jerk reaction but there's no um, there's no force behind that there's there's the full understanding that we are the way god has made us so you end up laughing at this whole concept of stupidity which brings me to a nice joke so there was a burglar who burgled this palace it was there was nobody there i think for whatever reason and he took the loot on his back and he was walking away and suddenly he heard a voice which said jesus is watching and he just stopped in his tracks and he said that's odd you know because i don't have a conscience but anyway let me flee before something else happens 
and he took 10 more steps and the voice became louder. Jesus is watching and he froze. Because he said, you know, I have never felt guilty robbing places and anything. Why is this voice in my head coming? So he didn't know what to do. So he just took one step more for then again the voice said, Jesus is watching. So he put the loot down and he turned around and he looked at the house from afar. Is someone in the house? He could not see it's all dark, but he saw a flutter in a window, a small thing fluttering. And he said, that's very odd. So he goes back towards the house, closer and closer, and he sees a bird there, perched. And he said, this is unbelievable. Is it, is it that parrot? So he goes right up to the window, right up, and he sees it's a parrot. And the parrot says, Jesus is watching. So he bursts out laughing and he says, I couldn't believe it. A talking parrot is saying Jesus is watching. So he asks the parrot, what's your name? So the parrot says, James. So the burglar is really in splits now. He said, firstly, there's a talking parrot and now the name is James. He says, he tells the parrot, what stupid fool would call his parrot James. And the parrot replies, the same stupid fool who calls his bulldog Jesus. <laughs> and this reminds me of another thing, again with a parrot and stupidity. It all comes together, you know. It's an interesting one. It is about learning, true learning. And in this anecdote, it's about a master and a disciple. And the disciple has, is always feeling like, you know, I'm not really making leaps in my spiritual journey and I'm, am I wasting my time? And it's been 12 years and he's grumbling internally. And he's serving the master, but he's grumbling. Now, these two were going from town to town, village to village. They were moving around and in the evening, the master would tell the disciple, you go and ask for arms, for food, you know. So evening time came and he set out to go into the town. And there was nobody to give food, but there was one house from which a voice came, come here, come here. So he looked, he couldn't see any human being there. But he saw this bird in the window and it was the parrot calling out to this man, come, come, you will get arms here. So he was very impressed. He said, this is beautiful. This is a sign from God that there's a talking parrot telling me to come into the house and I will go. And then he rings the doorbell and uh, the lady of the house opens the house and sees this mendicant and you know, with his bowl. And she says, you wait here, I will get food and come for you. So in the meanwhile, he is standing at the doorway and the parrot is there. So the parrot says, do you have a master? He says, yes, I have a master, but you know, I don't know. It's fine. I have a master. I've come here for arms and 
That's all I'm doing. I can't say much. So the parrot says, could you do me a big favor? Can you ask the master, when will I be free of this cage? He says, okay, but you know, I can't guarantee you an answer because I have been struggling all these years with my master, but I'll ask. And in the interim, the lady of the house comes with the food and gives it to the disciple. Now the tradition is that the disciple first allows the master to eat and then he takes his food. In the Indian tradition that of the guru-disciple relationship, that's how it is done. But this disciple said, oh, I'm feeling hungry, now it's a walk back to where my master is in the forest, so I'm going to eat a bit, pinch some food and I'm going to go back. And he does that and he goes back. So the master sees him with the food and he says, oh nice, let's both of us sit down. He doesn't tell the master that he's already eaten. And they eat. So the master asks the disciple that when you went into town, did anything transpire? Did you see anything? Did you hear anything? How was your evening? And he said, master, you know, there weren't many people around. It wasn't easy to come by food, but there was this parrot. It was a talking parrot. And the parrot said, in fact, to ask you a question, which is, when will I be free of this cage? Now at that instant, at that very instant, the master clutched his chest and his eyes rolled up and he started sweating profusely, like he had a cardiac arrest and he just fell down, you know, in agony and pain and he, it's as if he was gone. And the disciple froze. He said, my God, what is this? What do I do? And then he kind of got some water, did a bit of this and that. And then the master regained consciousness and he said, are you okay? He asked his master, are you fine? And he, but the disciple was very shaken. The master was okay. He got his composure back in 10, 15 minutes. He said, you don't worry. I'm okay. It's fine. Let's have our meal and go to sleep. Now, the next day, Again, he was sent to get arms from the village and again, no houses had their doors open, there were no people around and the parrot said, come, come, you'll get arms here and he was furious, the disciple was furious, but he knew he had no choice because no one else was giving them food, so he went to the same house. The lady came, opened the door, said, wait a while, we'll get the food. So the parrot asked the disciple that, did you give my question to your master? And the disciple was furious. He said, you stupid parrot, you stupid fool. Do you know what happened? The minute I asked your question, my master almost died. So the parrot said, really? How? So he said, what, how? His eyes rolled up, he clutched his chest and he started sweating and he just fell, dropped dead. I, th I thought he was finished by such a stupid question. I thought I've lost my master because of a parrot. Now at that instant, the parrot fell off his perch, his wings went limp and he collapsed. And the disciple was flummoxed. He said, my God, this is really insane. What's going on? And the lady came and she saw this parrot lying 
dead on the floor of the cage and she went into a panic and she went, she opened the door of the cage and the parrot flew out. And the parrot said to the disciple, watch whom you are calling stupid because you have been with your master for 12 years and you haven't understood a thing. I just observed his only action when you, uh, when you told him my question, when will I be free of the cage and I imitated him. So you have to be careful whom you call stupid.